think this is working. I'm not sure. We are trying our best here. Welcome, guys. Welcome to another True Crime Drunks. I'm your host, Holly, and without me today is Wes McBee. So, I'm just going to wait a second, make sure everything's working right. Let's see. Do, 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 do. How's everyone's day going? It is a Sunday, not a Saturday like we normally do. Last time we did it on a Friday. I got a job that requires me to work weekends, so it's been quite difficult to consistently have a schedule. But show must go on, as the as the people say. Sorry, just double checking. Everything sounds good. Oh, I am. All right, now it looks like everything's working. So, volume down. All right, guys, today we're talking about Carl Tanzler. He is a spooky gentleman, as a lot of the gentlemen we talk about on here, and ladies, can't discriminate. Women can be gross, too. As they say, I don't know who says it. I say it. That's all that matters. So, we're talking about Carl's, Carl's Tansler today. We're also going to be going over what I want to do with the podcast on my end, on my personal end. Um, as you can tell today, it's an alright background. Super fun, but it's cool. It's a little weird not having Wes here, mostly because I enjoy Wes's banter. But it's cool. So, Carl's Tansler. We covered him in our Lonely Hearts episode, which, unfortunately, if you did not tune in, it is gone. It is lost from existence. It is not something we have fortunately available anymore. It was one of those we forgot to download it, and then time passed, and now we can't get it. Uh, uh, Twitch, if you're listening, please give me back that episode. That was my favorite episode we've ever done. It was so well done. We did a bunch of, like... Crimes that happen on Valentine's Day, crimes of passion, and then obviously Carl Tanzler, which is a crime of passion, who I will be re-going over today because that is my favorite true crime, um, my favorite true crime. So, going in, Carl Tanzler, full name George Carl Tanzler, was born on February 1877 in Germany, which I believe makes him... And then Aquarius or Pisces. I really don't know that much. So he grew up in Germany. Um, was it in 77? I guess it was in 77. Yep. Um, so he grew up in Germany. Let's see. Where am I missing the information? Oh, goodness. Apology, guys. Huh. Anyways, Carl Tanzler. He was a man. Hi, Buber. Hi, everybody. Uh, but yeah, Carl Tanzler. He was a gentleman. He was born in Germany. At one point, moved to Australia. From what I remember, he did not have the best relationship with his family, but a lot of men during that time normally don't. Um... So, while he lived in Australia, there were some 
things going on, and it brought him back to Germany, where he did get married um, to, let's see, yep, his wife Doris, Doris, D-O-R-I-S, Doris, Doris, and then they had two children, um, one of them did die of dysentery, so that's uh, very devastating to hear, but, um, so he married, had a wife, two kids, and then basically then Tanzler immigrated to the United States from Germany in 1926. So basically from here, um, he moved there, kind of then went to Cuba, and then with Cuba, he then decided to settle in Florida, which was kind of, you know, on the coast. Um, because that's where also his sister lived, so they kind of, he kind of joined in with his where his sister was. Um, and then eventually his wife and two daughters did follow him from Germany to Florida, but... I know, right? Is this a, is this an organ trail? It doesn't really tell me a lot about her death, mostly because it's not the main event. But yeah, so basically his wife and kids did come, but he separated from them. Um kind of give reason why in a little bit. Um, so he started being a physician because he, uh, he was a doctor in Germany, so he became a doctor in the United States when it used to be really easy just to transfer all your information over. Um, and so, yeah, so basically he started then working at a radiology technician at U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West, Florida. But then he changed his name from Carl K A R L to Carl K or C R L. Um, but he wasn't Carl Tanzler, it was Carl von Kau Kossel? C O S E L Kossel. Anyways. He then met a young lady. And let's talk about her. So Maria or yeah, Maria Ella Elena. Milagro del Hayo, but we'll call her Maria for short. Um, she actually, because they are, we'll call her Helen because that's what Tansler called her, and that's kind of the point of the story. So, Elena was a daughter of a local cigar maker. Um, so she unfortunately got very, very sick and was in, in and out of the hospital quite a bit key point was quite a bit in and out of the hospital and lived in Key West. Um, she was, yeah, she was a daughter of a local cigar maker. She had two sisters. Um, one who uh, also married a man who succumbed to tuberculosis. Um, and then But yeah, so basically, so when Helen was sick, she would go as a doctor a lot. Obviously, his, her doctor's name was Carl Tanzler. Is that why they call the mom the call my mom the hospital? Because everyone is in and out of her. Oh my god, how dare you roast your mom on the stream? That's a good one though. Um. But yeah, so basically around April 22nd, 1930, or 1930, um, Carl Tanzler claimed he met his true love, his soulmate, Helen, 
who was coming in and out of the hospital, especially this first time, was just as a checkup, and then they found out that she was very sick. Um, for Carl, she was a dark-haired, beautiful foreigner to him, and she was kind of known as for her beauty all kind of through Key West, especially being known for or being the daughter of a local cigar maker. Um, but she did marry. She was married at one point. She was married to a man named Louis. Um, let's see. But what happened to this man? But she did. he did leave her eventually because she had a miscarriage because of her illness. Um, they never got legally divorced. I do like crimes. Thanks for asking. But, so basically, um, Helen, she was sick. She married this man. She had a miscarriage because of her illness. And during that time, Carl was around. He would send her gifts, always proclaiming his love. She never reciprocated. Um, unfortunately, she was also diagnosed with tuberculosis. Um, at the time, it was a very fatal disease, so she did not have long, um, just like her sister's husband. Um, of course, Carl did try everything in his power to make sure that he could try to heal her. Um, would come often to the house and visit, like, was very close with her family. Um, I don't think they, they didn't really understand uh, why in the sense of he was there because he was in love with her, not really because of being a good doctor. Um, just like another man we covered, not in um, True Crime Junks, but just talking about the man who wrote Alice in Wonderland. That was an, if you would know this story about why that was written, it would make a lot more sense for this joke. But yeah, so unfortunately she did pass away. Um, she died on October 25th, 1931, um, which during that time, since uh, Tansler was pretty close with the family, he asked if he could build her a memorial or, uh, I was going to say sarcophagus. I know that's not the word. What is it called? Above ground tomb. What are those called again? Or you get to go into a little house, but you don't go into one because you know there's a dead body above ground. Mausoleum. That's the word. So basically, Tansler made her, made her a mausoleum. Um, little to the known, Lewis Carroll was a bad man. I was going to talk about him a little bit after this. Um, but yeah, no. So the family, obviously very grateful for all of that Tansler's done for their daughter in the first place. Did accept the pay, like, accept... The mausoleum for her because that's what she deserved only did they know that it was because tansler wanted to visit her all the while a crypt that's another one is what is a crypt down like in the basement or is it like bigger i don't know what a crypt is. like because a mausoleum is one singular tomb because like a memorial but what's a crypt and then they could call her the crypt keeper yeah that's that's how i want to go but Anyways, but that story does not end there with her death, unfortunately. Tansler became still super obsessive. He claimed that um, Helen would actually come to him and that he could see his spirit. And that's why he would go and 
serenade her with her favorite Spanish songs, um, making basically trying to serenade her to come back from the grave, telling her spirit to let her come back. Um, then, Kyle, was it a couple years later? It looks like two, about two years later, maybe a year and a half, April 1933, Carl finally took Ellen's corpse out of the grave and then transported her uh, body back to his home. Correction, I think you wanted everyone to take your body and do... Yes, that is actually fair. After my body's done, though. Once we're done with the weekend at Bernie's grave with my body, then you can make me a crypt keeper. Um... But yeah, so basically after Tansler buried her, paid for everything, um, he did bury up her body. See, she, I guess not really buried, because she wasn't buried, she was above ground to him. Anyways, he got her body, um, and then he started his work, essentially, where he then started preserving her body. Um, which was quite horrendous if you look at it. It looks like a blow-up doll if you look at pictures of it. So basically after a while the body kept decomposing because you know it is a dead body. Um, he would basically replace her skin. Um, he would use piano wires to make her be able to like move a little bit more. Kind of made like a homemade puppet. Um, but yeah, so he attached the like the bones together with piano wire. He replaced her eyeballs, of course, kept them in a glass jar. He would just put them then into uh, put glass balls. You think about piercing this septum? I actually have thought about piercing my septum. Uh, weird how you thought of that. But so yeah, so basically, Tansler tried his best. He redid her body he um then would like replace her skin with silk clothing soaked in wax and plaster um as her hair obviously fell out she he would then get her a wig so then she would have the hair that was somewhat similar um he would then fill up her bodies with rags so then they would keep the original form um, she would dress, he would dress her in, like, clothing that she either already owned or clothing that she would normally consistently wear, um, and especially kept the jewelry that he first gave them, and then, but yeah, so basically he would keep her in his house, kind of in his bed, just always there, and then obviously with the smell, he always had to use much, much perfume and other disinfecting agents to get rid of the smell, um, and then eventually in October 1940, um, Helen's sister, or Elena's sister, kind of heard rumors about Tansler, about how, um, somehow it leaked that his, um, like, somehow it got leaked that at one point or another, like, Carl was sleeping with her sister's body. Um, which obviously was what's true. It never really said how or why we kind of know this, like how she found out about this information. Um, mostly because that's not something I feel like Tansler would have told people, but he was having sex with her body, unfortunately. Um, once then her sister notified the authorities, um, and then Tansler was arrested and detained at that point. Um, 
so then he was obviously sent to a psych ward at first just to make see what was going on obviously he was found mentally competent and stood trial of destroying a grave and removing the body without authorization um Eventually, then, he was held ans to answer his things. Do you think he was going to the bar and gloating about getting laid with his homies? That's what I was wondering, because, like, that's just such a, one, weird rumor to start out of nowhere, and two, you know what you're doing with a partner? Like, you know what you're doing is technically illegal and wrong? I don't know if it was illegal at the time. I don't know when laws became a thing, but you still can't mess with a grave. I know that's always been, number like, a big rule. But, like, how does someone find out that you're sleeping with a corpse? Unless maybe he was smelling like the corpse. If I donate $10, do you smoke all the cigarettes in a box on the stream? I'm inside of an apartment building. I'm not going to smoke like that. And also, I don't think you can donate right now because we're not affiliates. But I appreciate the $10, nevertheless, if you want to send that through. But anyway, so he was done on trial. Um, obviously, with that, um, the case was eventually dropped and he was released. Because um, mostly because the, they took too long on his trial and the statute of limitations, he expired. So he technically didn't have anything to be charged with anymore. Um, so, uh, but unfortunately, after he was found, um, Elena's body they then actually put in an unmarked grave in fear of Carl finding her body. Um, the legends say that you can find her body or he found her body and that's why he disappeared. Mostly because you know he was still obsessed with her up until the day he died. Um, but yeah so after the trial he was living outside of Florida for a little bit. Or not, like, outside of Florida. If I donate $100, can you smoke all the cigarettes in a box on the stream? I don't have any cigarettes on me. I really don't. Can't do it. But, yeah, so basically, um, I'm not really sure where he was moved to. Yeah, so I guess he did move once he took her body. Um, and so basically after um, the trial, they did, um, he did move back to Florida, obviously. And then he had a mold of her head and did create a life-size doll of her, essentially, and lived with it till the age, until he died, which was on July 3rd, 1952 at 75. Um, it is rumored that he would used to go and try to find the unmarked buried grave, um, mostly because he really wanted to obviously find her and keep it going. Um, and then before he died, his old wife did come back and help take care of him till the end of the days. So, pretty cut and dry story. Pretty fucked up. Pretty interesting. But... Yes, and then, let's see, what else, what else? Apparently, um, there has been, well, with the donated money, you buy the cigarettes at the store. 
But that would take two streams. If you want me to go buy cigarettes, I have to go stop the stream and go buy cigarettes. And then I have to come back and smoke them all. I know he wrapped the body up and the head. Just imagine the smell. That's what I just couldn't imagine is the smell and how he was able to handle it. Um, apparently there was allegations of her not dying of tuberculosis and it was actually him poisoning her. Obviously those uh, allegations are not fact. They're just allegations probably because it was quite a bit after um, Tansler died that one of the physicians was like, I'm pretty sure he did. And I was like, meh, 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 meh. Um, because if they found a, a note allegedly that saying it did, and it was, she died because I gave her, I gave this to her mercifully. I mixed the root of wolfsbane with asinate, diluted. It was palpable and my loved ones departed this miserable world on October 25th, 1931. Suffer no more, sweet Elena. I have sent you to the angels with my golden elixir. But obviously with something like that, do you accept the proposal or not? I want to say no to accepting the proposal. But yeah, Carl Tanzler, that's kind of the life of him. He wasn't very noteworthy, to be honest with you, besides um, falling in love with a dead woman. So yeah, it went by many names was a doctor and then was a necrophiliac so happens but another weird man that we can talk about a little bit that Wes Wes knows this one after we did a read between the wines um what was it? Lewis Carroll yeah Lewis Carroll of Alice in Wonderland don't we all want someone to love us that much, though? I mean, dead me wouldn't be mad. I mean, the thing is, I always say, if my body's dead, it's dead. There's really nothing I can do about it. As long as, I guess, like, I don't know, I guess it depends on what you believe in. Nice. Bieber's gonna have a Wes. Now you gotta watch your food. Think about how comfortable. Ugh. I bet there's got to be more too with preserving, so you could probably do it better than they did last back then. We getting him stuffed, nice. But yeah, so another really creepy man with the obsession with a girl that's a little that's a little too young for him, Lewis Carroll, the gentleman that wrote Alice in Wonderland. This burger tastes like poison wrap. So. Lewis Carroll, he obviously wrote Alice in Wonderland. He had this obsession with a girl who was a family friend of his. So he was kind of like an up-and-coming author at the time. Um, kind of pristine in his accomplishments slash kind of knew of some higher-up people. And he met this family whose youngest daughter, who I think was at the time 11 or 13. I can't remember the number by heart because I didn't do my research. I'm just telling you a fun story. So around 11, um, Alice met this gentleman, Lewis, who had a very big thing for her, um, who then apparently would always hang out with Alice, would only come over for dinners just to see Alice. At one point, 
even asks the dad if she he can marry Alice. To give some more context, he was like a 30, 40-year-old man and she was an 11-year-old girl. Obviously, the family said no, he wouldn't uh, leave her alone. So then uh, the family actually relocated Alice and then relocated themselves because of Lewis Carroll's actions. And um, to show Alice before, you know, he wasn't allowed to see her anymore, he um, wrote her a story called Alice in Wonderland. And now if when next time you read this book, if you don't think of this, then or if I ruined it for you, I apologize. But he wrote it basically about Alice going through puberty and becoming a woman. And so if you notice, like, um, oh, I can't remember all the, the weird little things that he did, but it was just like all the like the little side comments like about curiouser and curiouser, just like being curious about the world, being curious about your body, and then all those other things. Um, yeah, that's another creepy man story. And so yeah, eventually the family had to relocate Alice because Lewis couldn't keep his hands to himself or things like that. Um, on topics of poetry, I've always wanted to maybe do a pod. I don't think it's big enough to do, um, but I always like to ask people's opinion on how they think Edgar Allan Poe died, because no one truly knows. Timed out, Joe. Thanks, Wes. Assume that's what you did. But, um, yeah. Another interesting guy. Edgar Allan Poe. It was seemed to be really weird, mostly in the sense of, so Edgar Allan Poe was a drunk. He had a wife. Uh, Annabelle is kind of a true story. I think his wife also, isn't there he died drunk in a gutter? Yes, he is. The theory is he, um, they say that he died drunk in a gutter. My favorite theory is he did he die drunk in a gutter or did he die of rabies? Didn't see that coming, did you? Because, as you know, Edgar Allan Poe was a very sad individual. He had depression. Um, he lost his wife, I think, to tuber tuberculosis or some other disease. Um, uh, but obviously, being the, I think that's what also the, the poem Annabelle Lee, which is my favorite Edgar Allan Poe literature, um, is kind of about that. Because I think he had a wife who died or left him. I can't remember exactly what happened, but it was basically the story of he loved this woman for so very long, he, either they got together or she never got with him, and there was another woman. But long story short, he was alone at the end. He died, um, I would say, I'm not sure what year, but when he died during that time, obviously rabies wasn't something that people knew about or really understood fully. Um, but the reason why it's a theory that he actually died of rabies not being drunk in a gutter is because of the symptoms. Like he had foaming in the mouth, he had fevers, he had just the classic case of rabies symptoms. But they weren't super strong, so that's why a lot of people don't truly believe it. But it is a good theory, and um, considering we don't know how he died, there's really no, like no evidence to say particularly. I like to say he died of rabies because I think it's funnier. But, yes, I wish I had more information. 
I realized that Chancellor was a very short general uh, story to tell you guys, uh, mostly because there's really not much to it. It's a cut and dry case. Um, the first time I've heard heard the story was um, this lady. She's a mortician and she does a lot of these kind of stories. That is interesting. I didn't know that one. It's a really cool. It's a really good idea. I'm really curious on what other people think about it because I did learn this in high school or like as a class we had to like pick a side on what we believed he died as. Um, with the research we were provided. Um, but yes, Carl Tanzer was not a long story. This is my first stream alone, so don't know what to say. I don't have anyone to bounce, bounce ideas off of. It's not the same, but it's just as fun. But everything's working good. Uh, no, no, no shutting down of the stream or drop frames. Everything's working, so that's perfect. So, on to things that I want to do with the future, so then I can talk for hours, is I want to read crime books. That was not aesthetically pleasing. Please pardon me. Crime books. So, obviously, if you watched other streams, you know that I work at a bookstore, and I like books, and I like true crime, and I like true crime books. So, I got a few of them. And I kind of wanted to do a few, so basically my portion for the podcast on my own is I want to do kind of like a book club. Book club! Because um, me and Wes were part of a book club called Read Between the Wines and it was really, really fun. But the issue was, is there's a little too many people and also just scheduling and, you know, life happens. So I've been wanting to get more into reading and I wanted to get more into true crime. So I bought a few books already. So these will probably be the first three we do if you want to read with me. Um, the first one I got it and that's what kind of sparked this desire to do it on my own is called Dark Archives. Book club, no talk about book lol. That is actually facts. That's why we couldn't do it anymore. But I want to read this book called Dark Archives. It is a the history of human bound books, human skin bound books. Very interesting. And I'm really excited to talk about it mostly because I like the ethical idea of it is because, I mean, we just talked about Carl Tanzler. That's a good argument with Carl Tanzler. He took a dead body without permission. Well, technically these are human made books with skin that probably didn't have the permission of the humans to be made into book. So is it ethically okay to keep the books and have them as in museums or should we bury them because they are human? So that's what this book is about. It's about the morality and just the history of humans, human skin being bound into books. And there are still dozens to this day out there. Obviously researchers have them, but and then the other one is Unspeakable Acts, True Tales of Crime, Murder, Deceit, and Obsession. But this one's just kind of like, um, just kind of like a, I think it's just like a collection of true, of recent true crime tales. Um, so it's about a dozen, I feel like, different crimes and just stories. So I think that would be a really fun one because it wouldn't just be me talking about a singular story in a book. It's about like a multitude of them. Um, the author, Sarah Ween, Weenman. I wanted to say Wienerman, but there's not an R in there. 
Um, she's wrote in a couple other ones, and I've seen I've seen this one fly off the shelves at work, so that's why I partially picked it up. And then I know I'm also excited for the the skin one, especially after we did Ed Gein. Ed Gein was a guy that made furniture out of human skin. He was a little bit more fucked up. Ah, yes, book of skin. Um, but I'm really interested of that one. And then the third book I got, so these aren't all the books I'm going to read. These are going to be just probably the first three, mostly because I should read what I buy first, unless something cooler comes up. And it's The Haunting of Alma Fielding, A True Ghost Story. Which, whether or not you believe in ghosts is up to you. I truly um, don't want to think about it because I'm spooked. But it's... Um, but basically, it's, it takes place in London, and it's about a young housewife who, I think she dies, but it's, I don't really know much about it. I'm not going to actually pretend I know. I just said, it just said a true ghost story, so that's why I was like, interested, interested. There's um, also a couple conspiracy books I want to get. I was thinking about more talking to Wes about those. Um, I think one's called Pale Horse or something. And then, yes, we, oh, you should, we, we could do, because I, I was thinking we could do some collabs on the book ones, because there are so many ungodly true crime books out there that we could definitely do a lot. Um, I always, obviously, in the future, want to do ones like The Irishman, that one movie on Netflix with Robert De Niro. That one is actually based on a true story and is a book. Um, same with Son of Sam. So we did Sam, uh, Son of Sam, I want to say a month ago, right around the time the documentary came out there's also a book also if you've ever seen mine hunters that is also a book about the job, the main character i think it is his book um my only fear with these true crime books that might have put me back a little bit if uh if they're anything like the the psychopath test i will tell you right now did not like that book would not recommend it to a single soul west would agree on that i've tried reading it two times didn't understand a single word to this day what it said but guys that's what i want to do so i might do a short one today mostly because i want to do a really really good long one with the books and stuff and so um i think next week not next week next week me and wes are getting together um i forgot the person we were gonna do about haunting mimes haunting mimes it's when, um, haunting mimes is when, um, a mime, a person who is a mimer or a mime dies and then you never know where they're at because they just seem like they're everywhere. Still talking about, we're still, yeah, so we're still thinking about a topic for next week. Um, that one will be on a Saturday around our normal time, three or four. Um, so we'll think about what we want to do. I don't know if we had a person yet or a person with an idea in mind. We'll talk about that later, but next week we'll be on and then the week after Wes will be on and then we'll do a together one and then I'll be on talking about dark archives and I'll be here hopefully with some more cool stuff on my walls or in a cooler area. This was kind of a, I think this one is it. Oh, Manson or Zodiac, I think. Let's do the Zodiac Killer. We're going to do the Zodiac Killer next week because there's a lot of things. And eventually, I was going to talk to Wes about this. I'd eventually like to do, because there was a conspiracy book that I want to like read and uh, 
want westery because I feel like he would probably love it because it's one that everyone loves. Um, and so I want to do a, like a just a conspiracy episode. So it's, so it's true crime drugs, but it's just conspiracy. So it's not fully facts. So you don't always have to trust us on that information because conspiracies are opinion based. So next week with our Zodiac one, we will tell you the facts, the hardcore facts, and then we'll tell you our conspiracies only because conspiracies are also fun. They are in the walls. There are the walls. There you go. So yeah, thanks guys for tuning in. Sorry it's a shorter episode. I was kind of trying trying not to ramble too much on my own, mostly because I don't want to be a rambler. But I'm always down for a good conspiracy. Ted Cruz. See, the Zodiac Killer never died. He's just governor of Texas. And you heard it from me, folks. With that. I will be bidding you adieu. Next time I come on, it will be a full hour or it will be like a really good episode. Not so much meandering and me just talking, just to talk to get the views. Not really to get the views. But um, yeah, so next week we'll be talking about Zodiac, the Zodiac Killer, especially since he's kind of a hot topic right now because more people are undiscovering his messages. And then after that, Wes will do one and then we'll come back together and then I'll do one and then we'll be reading this. So follow us on True Crime Drunks to keep up with the latest. I'll let you guys know when I'm going on and if this is officially the book I'm going to read. Um, email us. Look at our website. Email us about how terrible the website is or how amazing the website is. Both are going to be True Crime Drunks. Um, the website is truecrimedrunks at or .com and email is truecrimedrunks at gmail.com. Still amazed to this day that we got all licensing for that and didn't have to ask for it from anybody. So with that, you guys, I appreciate everyone coming in. Thanks for my first solo podcast. I've never done that before. It's been pretty fun. And I will see you guys next week with Wes. Bye-bye.